The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to get out of that rut and break through to a higher level of success. This is Infinite Success Radio with Rachel O'Brien Eddy. In this engaging hour, you'll hear from people just like you who wanted to achieve success and did. What was their secret? You'll need to listen to find out. Now, here's your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Welcome to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Thank you so, so much for listening in this week and each and every week from all around the world. I know we have so many different countries that are represented that you guys are listening every single week and really making huge improvements in your life and business. So thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy schedules to be with me today. I am super, super excited because today we have an incredible show lined up for you. As you know, my goal with Infinite Success Radio is to encourage, inspire, and empower you to achieve that higher level of success in your business and in your life. And so every week, I try to bring you either a special guest or some great wisdom from myself and my clients and people that I've learned from all around the world so that you can really take your business and life to the next level. This week, we are live from Bahrain. For those of you who don't know my story, I actually live in Bahrain. It is a small island country on the eastern coast of Saudi Arabia. I'm originally from the United States. And um, I have had the privilege of living here for about two and a half years now, and it's been an amazing, amazing adventure. So we are live this week from Bahrain, and my special guest, who we're going to bring on in a little bit, she is actually joining us from Canada this week. So I'm very, very excited to have her on the show as well. This week, we are talking all about body language. And this is such an important topic. And I really thought this would help you guys a lot to really up your game and to really bring your best self forward. And so my guest today, she is a body language expert. And she's going to really give us some strategies that can help us to improve our body language so that we can put our best foot forward in our business, in our life, and to make sure that we're communicating the message that we want to be communicating. So... Oh my gosh. Cindy, are you on the line with me, by the way? I am, Rachel, and delighted to be here. Awesome. Well, let me tell you guys who Cindy is. Cindy is an amazing, amazing leadership breakthrough expert. She is also an author, a speaker, a trainer, and a coach. And she helps her clients really become more successful in their careers with communication. And in fact, when I met Cindy the first time, she was critiquing me 
with my body language. (laughs) So it was actually really fun because, you know, it was something that I kind of, I knew was important, but I had never had anybody look at my body language and actually give me a critique. And she did critique me and I learned so much from her that day. And so that's part of the reason I'm really excited to bring her onto the show with you guys today so that you can get some of the wisdom that she shared with me and and really take, take everything to the next level. So Cindy, thank you so much. So, so much for sharing your time with us today. I am very honored to have you on the show. And you are in Canada this week, right? I am in Canada this week. Yeah, it's good to check. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you travel a lot because you're a very, very busy lady. You've got a lot on your schedule. You work with a lot of amazing people. So, um, So how's the weather there right now? Is it pretty cold? You know what? We have had a very mild winter for a change. So there's almost no snow on the ground. I know that for a lot of people in other countries, they picture Canada as being snowy, but uh, it's chilly, but not particularly snowy, so I'm good. Nice. Yeah, my son, uh, my youngest son, his teacher is from Canada as well, and she's been saying that it's been very mild there from what she recalls. Of course, she's been here in the Middle East, I believe, 15 years now. Oh my. Um, and it's so funny because we get so acclimated to the different climates that we live in. And she said that now, you know, anything that <laughs> she used to consider warm in Canada, she's now freezing when she goes back home to visit. So. Well, it's, but it's no true. snow for you guys. <laughs> but there's, no, there's no snow, which is a great measure. But, you know, I'm saying it's a pretty mild day, but bear in mind, that's still minus five in centigrade, right? In Celsius. So, right. you know, I'm thinking. So I would be freezing, it's, it's basically. A mild, yeah, exactly. That's a mild <laughs> day in winter, you know, for winter. It's pretty nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, tell me um, a little bit about your background, Cindy. Of course, I know you because we have met before, but my listeners do not know you and they don't know your story. So please just take a couple minutes and share with us a little bit about who you are and why you're passionate about the work that you do. And we would just love to get to know you. You know, from a from a career perspective, you know, I started in social work and uh, transitioned into business and then ultimately transitioned into my own business. But the journey really started from my childhood and the, and the type of child that I was. And I was very shy. I was very introverted. I, I get a lot of people that don't get that or don't, don't believe that because I talk for a living and they, <laughs> they don't think right, that, right. that fits. <laughs> But, but really, it, it was because I transitioned and I went on a journey from how I was to how I wanted to be. I knew that I had a voice inside. I just didn't know how to bring that to light and how to be able to share that with others. And that's really what's created, I think, the path that I've ultimately taken with my business is because that's, that's ultimately what I help my, my clients do. And whether that's through you know, some of the talks that I give or the training or the coaching is really helping people to be able to make those same shifts, how to be able to shift their behaviors so that they are projecting what they want, that they are communicating what they want. And so it seems like a really natural progression for me, but one that that doesn't necessarily seem as direct um, in other people's minds, I think. I think that's incredible because, you know, meeting you, I would have never guessed that you were ever shy (laughs) or introverted (laughs) because you are, I mean, you really are a very powerful woman and you carry yourself so well that I would have never guessed that you used to be shy and introverted. So that's, that's fascinating to me. Well, and here's the deal. I'm I'm not over the introversion. I'm still an introvert. 
But okay. what you saw and what you were reacting to is exactly what I teach people. That's the power of body language. Because immediately, because the way that I carry myself, you're assuming, oh gosh, she's really confident. She's right. You get those Absolutely. impressions. And then that's how you continue to view everything that I offer. And it Absolutely. has helped me tremendously in building my my business because you know, as much as I've had my business for 20 years, I have never marketed or sold myself formally. I've never sent out a marketing piece. I have never made a cold call. And it's all been through referral because once people meet me and they're thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, she's an expert. They don't question that mostly because of body language. Awesome. That's, see, that's incredible. And that, that's why I'm so excited about today's show because I think the listeners today really are going to be able to take away some wisdom that they can apply to their life, to their business, to really take it to the next level. Because I know that the wisdom that you shared with me, just giving me that, that little critique a couple years ago, made a huge, huge difference for me as well. So I can only imagine somebody who works with you as a client, I'm sure they get incredible results. Do you have anybody in particular or maybe a, a client story that you wish to share that um, got some great results by changing their body language? You know what? I, I have had I had a client who came to me probably about a year and a half ago, and it was just before Christmas, and he had been a senior manager, senior senior leader within an organization who had been let go, and had gone through outplacement, but he had finished his outplacement package, and he was still unemployed, mm-hmm. and he was the sole provider for a family, he had young children, had a wife, and it was just it was just maybe the end of. November and he had two interviews coming up just before Christmas and he and he said look Cindy I got referred to you I would love to see if you can help me because quite honestly if I don't get one of these jobs we do not have Christmas that's mm-hmm. not a story I want to tell my tell my children and uh, so we met and I said okay first meeting come prepared to do a, a mock five-minute interview with me I want to see you, how you're presenting yourself to prospective employers. And we had that meeting, told them things to go and practice. I said, you're coming back in a week. Practice those, the things that I've shared with you. In a week, I'm going to do a videotape of exactly the same thing. And so we did the video session, already great improvement, showed him again what he needed to refine. He went into the interviews and he got two two offers. Wow, that's fantastic. So he had been struggling for 14 months to be able to get an offer. His problem was not his resume. He was always getting interviews, but it was coming down to him and one other candidate. He was always number two. So the Mm. difficulty was how to transition to be number one, how to transition to not becoming second, right? Which is still good, but it's not getting you the job. Right, right. So two quick sessions just to help him see how all of the weight that he was carrying was shifting his body language. He was appearing less confident, a little more demoralized. His energy had dropped, right? All those things that aren't really the positive attributes that people want to buy when they're, when they're bringing a new person on board. And that's really what they're doing when, when they're hiring. They're, they're essentially buying you. <laughs> they're Absolutely. buying your service. They're bringing you into their company. Um, and, and so you have to sell yourself. And that's what you're talking about right there with the body language is he learned how to sell himself differently, right? 
And and the thing is, is it's not about changing who you are. It's just making sure that your body language, right, all your nonverbal communication is actually saying what you want to need it to say. We invest heavily in the words that we share, right? So whether it's, how am I going to ask my boss for, for, for a raise? Um, I really want that promotion. So what, what, what are the stories that I'm telling people? I want, that, uh, I want that job. I want to be hired as a consultant with this company. I mean, any time that we're in front of individuals, we spend time and invest time in the content we want to share. So we work on those messages. But if our nonverbal communication is not saying the same thing, then the words we're sharing will not be believed. Absolutely. That, that's powerful right there. Yeah. Because it's the inconsistency. otherwise it contradicts what you're saying, right? Absolutely. It's the inconsistency that costs us. So it's not about, I was working with a gentleman yesterday and he said, look, I got to tell you up front, my biggest concern is you're going to try and turn me into somebody I'm not. And my, <laughs> biggest, my biggest value in life is that I'm authentic. Yep. And, and I said, look, I'm not here to have you be any, any less authentic. What I'm actually here to do is to make sure you're being as authentic as possible because you are engaging in some behaviors that are detracting from the you that you know that you are. People are seeing less of what you bring to the table. And so you're doing yourself a disservice, but you're also doing your prospective client a disservice. He was a believer at the end of two hours, but it, it was, <laughs> you know, the, the resistance is, is always there because we're thinking, well, you know, none of that should matter, right? How I look, how I move, none of that should matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. In an ideal world, that would be the case. However, we're all living in the real world and it happens instantaneously and it's either working for you or it's working against you. Well, and I think it's important that we, we have to operate in the reality of, of what our lives look like. And we have to realize that, yes, you are judged. <laughs> you may not like it, but you are judged. And we'll talk a little bit later in the show about those first impressions and how to make a better first impression. But I think that it's one of those things that while we may not like it, we have to understand that that is part of it. And how can we make improvements so that people are getting the best version of ourselves, that we're presenting ourselves in a way that, that truly will make an impact on the other person, whether it's in a selling situation or an interview, whether you're even just meeting someone for the first time. Um, there's a certain way that you, that you want to carry yourself to really communicate your message. And I love that he was saying he wanted to be authentic because that's something that's really big for me as well. I'm all about being authentic and being raw and real and but even with that you've got to do it in a way that the other person is going to to be able to hear you and won't be distracted by the the subtle silent cues that you're putting out there <laughs> and and that you're not doing something that's taking away from the authenticity of that message you know if i'm saying that uh you know i i really believe in how important it is for me to create a relationship with my client that i i really believe in in forming that that friendship and that closeness you know we're going to work together in this but i'm not looking at them and my body's turned away and it's not resonating that 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 statement is not going to have the truth that I may feel, you know, that that Absolutely. It's, yep. it's taking away from that. And, and I may just be turned away because I'm feeling uncomfortable, not because I don't believe in the truth of that, but they're not going to see it. They're going to think, oh, stay away. You know what? She's she's just spinning me a line. Do you find that to be a pretty common mistake that professionals make that their body language doesn't really match up? 
with what they're trying to communicate or what they're saying? Or is it kind of just a, I, I, I guess what I'm asking is, is that kind of the norm? Does everybody have this problem or is it, is, is it a small issue that we can tackle? You know what? It's, it's a huge issue from the perspective of how common it is. Okay. It's not a huge issue from the perspective of can, you know, preventing us from being able to change it. So it's a barrier, absolutely. I can, I can tell you, if I get an email from you know, an executive that says, um, gee, I, I really want a promotion. I'm ready for the next level. I have all the technical skills and capabilities. I have won awards for you know, my productivity and my achievements, but I just keep being told it's not time yet. I need a little more seasoning. I can tell you it's because of their nonverbal communication. Wow. Mm. And, and their boss isn't able to articulate why it is that they don't quite see them as being ready. You know, on paper, it all looks good. But what it comes down to is they're just not buying it. And there's some kind of question mark or a red flag in their head. They can't articulate, so they can't help them be able to get over it. But I, I don't even have to see them to say, oh, you know, it's, it's going to be a body language issue. It's definitely in terms of the projection. Wow, that is powerful. That is super, super powerful. So with these clients that you're working with, what if they don't live in your area? Is this something that you can do with video or with Skype? How, how do you do that? Is it only face-to-face or tell oh, me a little know, bit about that process? You know, I was just working with a couple. They're in, oh my gosh, somewhere in Arizona, I think. But they were going on um, a, a I guess kind of a cattle call, but they were going to do a presentation to Shark Tank. So they have oh, a brand awesome. new company, brand new product that they want to be able to launch. And they were auditioning for the opportunity to be able to get on the show. And so what they did was they did a video of their Shark Tank pitch and sent it to me. I was able to review it. And then we got into an online meeting room where I was able to show the video at the same time that I'm able to critique it and say, here, this, see this, this is great. This gesture that you did, perfect. Keep that in. This, do you see where that's actually really rude? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but so it was, it, it was an interesting byplay because they were able to see exactly what I was saying, but they didn't have to be in the room with me. But videotape, absolutely. We need to, to be able to use that as a medium that, that we can review together. Awesome. I love that. I just, I love, in the world that we live in today, it's so great that we have technology that can let us work with people in different areas and that we're not really restricted to those limitations that, that maybe we used to have in the past. Well, we've got to stop right there and take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about first impressions and how you can really make a positive first impression. Cindy's going to give us some tips and some strategies. So stick around. I'm Rachel O'Brien Eddy, and we will be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Tune in every week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further with host Desiree Watson. Our program empowers you to incorporate a wellness lifestyle into your life, supported by a diverse selection of guests, including physicians, athletes, and education and government professionals. 
While helping you realize the connection between mind, body, and spirit, you'll achieve a personal edge in injury avoidance, stress management, and personal development. The Wellness Lounge, a step further, airs Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment, and Saturdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stop struggling and finally achieve the success you deserve. Personal transformation expert and success coach Rachel O'Brien Eddy has teamed up with Dr. Nito Cabane and experts from around the world to bring you the forthcoming book, Breaking Through. Discover how the world's leading entrepreneurs and professionals achieve breakthrough success and how you can too. Reserve your copy today at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. Plus, receive an exclusive invitation to attend Rachel's book release party. Register now at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Infinite Success Radio with your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Call in and let us know if you have a question or comment. Our number is toll-free in North America, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at connectwithrachel.com. Now, back to Infinite Success Radio. Here again is Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Welcome back to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Today, we are talking about body language and how you can really make an amazing first impression with your body language and how your body language does make a difference in your business and in your life. I have a very special guest with me, Cindy Daycheck. She is in Canada, and she is my first guest, actually, from Canada. So I'm super, super excited to have her with us today. She is an expert in body language. She is an expert in helping professionals really make small adjustments and improvements to their body language so that they can achieve their goals and get those promotions. And I mean, it's just incredible the work that she does. So Cindy, thank you again so much for being with me today and welcome back to the second segment of the show. Thanks, Rachel. So I want to dive into first impressions. This is something that people are always asking me about. How do I make a great first impression? How do I make sure that I'm doing things the quote-unquote right way? And I'm such a believer that there's not only one right way, but when it comes to body language, there definitely are some right things to do and, and some wrong things to do. I'm sure of that. So can you just kind of give us an idea about why you think first impressions are important, and especially when it comes to body language? You know, we know nowadays from research that, and, and I'm sure all your audience has heard, oh, it takes six seconds or 15 seconds or two seconds to make a first impression. Any of those numbers, good, go with it. What we're saying is it's really quick. And people right. are going to be making those judgments instantaneously. And it's because we're hardwired to do that. We, you, you know, we have that, that mammalian brain that... that just by instinct, needs to make those quick assessments. And the first thing that, that people are assessing is, is this a friend? Is this an enemy? Is this a potential you know, sexual partner? And we start from just being indifferent. What you don't want to do if you are trying to make a positive impression is to remain in that indifferent category where you know, that's most people's default setting. They don't care about you. 
So your mm-hmm. job is to make them care. And that first impression becomes critical because as soon as people begin making assumptions about you, they start using that as a filter for everything that comes. And let me, let me give you a quick example. There was a study that was done maybe about nine, 10 years ago. And what they had was a group of 10 interviewers and they were all going to be interviewing for the same position. Um, Each of them saw no fewer than eight candidates. Some saw as many as 12. So it's a pretty large candidate pool. Mm -hmm. All the interviewers were told the same thing. You must spend a minimum of 30 minutes with each candidate. You can spend longer, but you cannot spend less. But the moment that you decide yes, no, hire, no hire, we want you to push this button on the bottom of your chair. And that button stopped a clock in the outside room. So if you think about job interviews and about how much you prepare for them and all the content that you bring to the table, that clock was stopped within the first four minutes of every interview. Wow. For most of us, we have done little beyond doing the meet and greet thing and making some small talk. We haven't even shared any of the amazing stories about all of our accomplishments, all of our achievements, and they've already determined whether they're going to hire us. Now, the rest of the 26 minutes, right, because they had to spend at least 30, all they did was listen to those stories and justify the decision they'd already made. Wow. So when when we think about that kind of situation and how impactful then that first impression is, we want to be using that time more strategically. It just makes sense. Absolutely. Right? Well, I mean, if you you are really being judged so critically in that first four minutes in this scenario being a job interview, um, then those four minutes better really count. (laughs) Those better be the best four minutes of your interview. And that really is all about that first impression, right? Including how you shake the person's hand. Exactly. And this is usually when people aren't investing themselves yet. They're waiting to get to the content stuff. You know, they're Ah. just waiting for all this stuff to be over so I can start telling the good stories. Well, you know what? The way they're going to view those good stories is really driven by those first moments. So we want to be able to handle them well. And so I want to share some, some, some quick things that you need to do, but then I have an awesome tip that makes it easier to be able to do it. Oh, perfect. Okay, everybody, okay. I hope you have pen and paper out because here's, here comes some great tips, you guys. You, see, you always have to have a pen and paper for my show <laughs> because, I mean, we're all about giving some actionable wisdom, you know? <laughs> you know what? I'm doing the talking and I have a pen and paper out just in case because I'm awesome. going, you're going to say something to me and reference something. I'm going, I want to capture that. So I'm prepared. First, awesome. First, okay, let us have them. Okay, so the first thing that I tell people is this. Usually when you go into a new company, so whether or not you're going on a job interview, whether or not you are going on a sales call, right, you're going to go meet a new client, you're going to be touching base with a receptionist and they're going to invite you to have a seat. They're going to ask you to take a seat, make yourself comfortable. I'll give them a call. They'll come and get you whenever. Recognize that's just an invitation to sit. It's not an order. Don't sit. So many people make that mistake because as soon as we sit, we start getting comfortable. We start slumping. We start bleeding back. And usually nobody has good couches and chairs in their front lobby. They may look right. really nice. 
but they, they start free, to, but they're not, <laughs> no, they start to serve like almost like amoebas and they suck you in. Right. And then I've seen people struggling to get out of them. That's probably not the first impression you want to make. And you want to come from a position of being energized. So you want to be standing when they come in, you're able to move right toward them. So you're taking action right away. That forms that, that impression of you being really responsive. You're being active. You're being more driven. It also means that because you're standing, most people slump more when they're sitting than when they're standing. Most people's posture is better when they're standing. And I want you in that positive posture. That helps convey power and confidence and some authority. That's going to work for you. Okay? As you move then, because usually they come down in the lobby and they say your name, you turn to them, you extend your hand as you're moving out to them. If you can initiate that handshake... That shows so much confidence. Seems like such a small thing, but most of us wait for the other person to initiate. Oh, do they want to shake hands? Do they not want to shake hands? Right? But if we can initiate that gesture, it shows that much more confidence. It's a small thing. We're hitting them at that unconscious gut level, but it's already forming that impression of how confident you are. Can I put them in front of an audience? Can I put them in front of my clients? Can I put, right? And it, and it shows a little more initiative too, doesn't it? Yes. Like, Whoa, all right, you're on top of it. I mean, that's, that's kind of the vibe that you're putting out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. The next thing is smile. This is one of the first tells. And, and for me, a tell is anything that you're doing that telegraphs to me how you're really feeling. So when people get nervous and they get uncomfortable, they stop smiling. Mm-hmm. In which case, I watch to see, okay, are they smiling? Are they welcoming me? Are they, are they confident? Are they comfortable? And you have to understand, the smile is one of the most powerful gestures in your toolkit. It is one of the only universal gestures that there is, which makes it infinitely more comfortable. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, a smile means the same thing. A smile is a smile. There are, other, true. there are other yep. gestures you do not want to do outside of North America. They don't need, mean the same thing. You don't want to, right? But the right. smile means the same thing. And in fact, in studies with blind people, so people that were born blind at birth, they have never seen a smile. They will smile when they're happy, when they experience joy. That's how deeply ingrained that particular gesture is. So it makes it very, very powerful. One it releases endorphins into your body that when we smile, we actually feel better. We feel more confident. You want that kind of, that kind of mojo working for you, right? When you're going Absolutely. into these, these stressful situations. But it also then helps the other person feel more relaxed and feel comfortable with you. And I got to tell you, people are more inclined to hire you for a job, for a project, as a consultant, if they feel comfortable with you. The more that you can help them feel that, the more they experience it, the more they like you, the more inclined they are to say yes. Now, what if you're super nervous and you're just not feeling really comfortable right at that moment and so you kind of hesitate, should I smile, should I not smile? How can somebody kind of just get over that to just put that honest smile on their face? I always think it really does come back to what they're thinking in their own head, their thoughts and beliefs, but what's your experience tell you? Okay, so that is the perfect segue, and I couldn't have even paid you better to have said that right then. 
<laughs> I'm just that good. <laughs> you are. So remember I said at the beginning, but I'll give you one awesome tip that's going to help you with this. Oh, good. Because, because when you go into these situations, you probably don't want to be sitting there, you know, saying to yourself, oh, stand up, keep, keep, keep your, uh, initiate the handshake. Oh, shoot, I missed the handshake. So the easiest right. way to do this is to engage in what I call host behavior. And let me explain this. Usually it's when we're in our head that we mess up the most because we have that inner critic that is, tends to not be particularly nice to us. Right? They're there saying when we've messed up, how we've messed up, oh my gosh, you did it again. So when we're in our heads, we're actually in what I call guest mode. And that means that we are focused on ourselves. We are focused on how we're coming across. Are we going to get the job? Do people like us? Are they responding well to us? Did I mess up? And our leakage, right? So all of the, the body language signals that we're giving off are going to be in that negative vein. We're going to appear more nervous. We're going to appear more uncomfortable. We're less confident. But if we flip it, if we're in host mode, we're now focused externally. We're not in our heads anymore. We can't hear that inner critic. And we're focused on the other person. As the host, if you had guests coming into your home, you flip that switch, you go into host mode, and you take care of them. You make sure that they're comfortable. Do, are they getting what they need? Are you serving them? So when we go into any kind of meeting with anybody, we flip into that host mode. And this works great if you have to give presentations as well. And as soon as we are out of our head, a lot of those nerves fade away because we're not focused on ourselves anymore. We're focused on the other party. And so all of those nervous cues go away. And as the host, we are automatically smiling and initiating the handshake and doing a lot of the right things. That is great. And what a great way to think of it, too, about really being that host. If someone was coming into your home, how would you treat that person? You would be kind and smiling and you would be gracious. I love that. It's a, a different way to frame a situation that might normally cause you to be nervous and apprehensive, which I know a lot of people feel when they're going into interviews. And that's just, that's just one example. But there's lots of times in life where we feel that way and we feel a little bit maybe insecure what else can someone do if, if it's just, even if they're thinking, okay, being the host and, and I got to smile and okay, I'm, I'm focusing on them. It's all about the company. It's all about how I can be of benefit. But what if they're still just not feeling it? What if they're still just feeling nervous or lacking that confidence? Is there anything else they can do differently? First of all, if they are, if they are truly in host behavior, trust me, they won't be feeling those nerves because to feel the nerves, you got to be in your head. All but, right. But the other piece is that one of the things to bear in mind is that when we get really nervous, we start breathing more shallowly. Right? We're taking we're taking faster breaths, more shallow breaths, and what that does is it creates this loop where we have less oxygen in our body. And when we have less oxygen in our body, our body kicks into the stress response. Right? That's mm. that's what causes stress. 
So, so they're creating more stress for themselves yes. because of the initial stress. <laughs> exactly. Because they're breathing more shallowly, the body is feeling stress and we go into that fight, flight, or freeze response, right? And so all of the, the nervous signals and cues that are typical for you they're going to be kicking into overdrive. And I've had clients, you know, that I had a gentleman who was bald and when he got really nervous, he started sweating and he didn't have hair to stop it, right? So it's, right. it's rolling down his face. So apart from teaching him to uh, put antiperspirant on his head, I mean, I, I know that's a weird tip, but if you have sweaty palms, it also works, right? Um, oh, really? That's yes. a real tip? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were just joking. No, <laughs> serious. It's one of those Good bizarre things. That, yes. But think about it. That's what it does for your underarms, right? Antiperspirant. Right. We don't need it to be deodorant. It doesn't, it's not making you smell pretty, but it stops you from sweating. And that works on the head. That works on the palms. It works under the arms. You know, it's the same, same, same function. Fascinating. Yeah. Just one of those tidbits. That'll probably be the only thing people remember from this. <laughs> it's just bizarre, but it works. So one of the things we did was, yes, we, we, we taught him to put antiperspirant on it, onto his head so that it would help control the sweating, but we taught him to breathe. We changed his breath. And so instead of breathing from the upper chest, if you think about, you know, if you put a hand on your diaphragm and put a hand on your upper chest and you took a deep breath in, for most people, they'll see that upper hand rise and fall, that upper chest fill and expand with air and drop. That means that they're breathing with the top third of their lungs so that when they get nervous, it's very, very little distance to go for them to kick into that stress response in that upper upper segment of their lungs, right? It's very easy for them to not have enough oxygen. Instead, if, if you begin to learn how to breathe from the diaphragm, so instead of, you know, that upper hand rising and falling, you focus on the hand that's down on your stomach and make it go in and out with breath. Your upper chest stays still, but that lower hand goes in and out. You've now doubled the amount of oxygen in your body. You're breathing with two-thirds of your lungs. That last third is kind of your emergency reservoir. If you're walking down a dark street alone at night and somebody jumps out at you and you gasp, you're using that bottom third. What you've so done, though... That one thing right there will make a difference in your yes. nerves, just changing your breathing. Because now, if I'm breathing from that diaphragm, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to go into situations where I'm, I'm not nervous anymore. But what happens is if I'm breathing from the diaphragm and I get really, really nervous and I'm breathing more shallowly, now I'm breathing from the top third of my lungs, which is where most people are breathing from. My body still reads that as having more than enough oxygen to survive. It means then my stress symptoms, signals, and cues don't kick in for a significantly longer period of time. But usually what happens is it's those first two or three critical minutes that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working off all of that, that fear and those concerns, and then none of that stuff happens, and I start to relax. So people that are up on stage and they're giving presentations, it's usually that first minute or two that's total chaos for them in their head, right? That's awful because yep. they're thinking, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die up here. People are going to laugh. <laughs> You know, in my case, it's always I'm going to wet my pants. You know, it's, oh, you know, no. it's, it's, it's whatever, whatever you can't that think fear that is going on stage. I know, but I did that as a kid for my first speech, right? Oh, my no. very first speech when I in grade six, I had to get up in front of the class. I was so nervous. I mean, think again, totally shy, total introvert. I wet my pants in front of everybody. People's oh. biggest fear I've lived through. So right. you know now. 
I know. My husband says that's why I wear black pants whenever I go on stage. <laughs> so just in case, nobody's going to see. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. But, but see, but, but that's where that, some of those nerves probably come from for you is that experience as, as a child. And there's so many other people that can relate to that where they've had other experiences when they were a kid as well that even now as adults kind of leaves that, that little fear in there, right? Absolutely. We all are carrying our own past and our own garbage with us, right? The difference is how that's going to impact us. So if you think about those stressful situations, I'm not saying you're not going to feel stress, but I am saying that all of those stress signals and cues won't kick in at all probably because you'll have gotten through that initial two-minute hump where you're up there, you say, huh, I haven't died. This isn't so bad. I do know my stuff. And then you just relax into it and go, right? Absolutely. So then you start breathing deeply again. If you're breathing from the diaphragm to start, you've got a lot more oxygen to play with. You've got the time that it's going to gift you with to find yourself in that moment again. Such great wisdom. Such great wisdom today. Oh, my gosh. You guys, we're going to stop right there and take a short break. But when we come back, more with Cindy Daychuk and everything that we can be doing with our body language to really achieve that higher level of success and communicate in the best way possible. So stick around, and we will be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Stop struggling and finally achieve the success you deserve. Personal transformation expert and success coach Rachel O'Brien Eddy has teamed up with Dr. Nito Cabane and experts from around the world to bring you the forthcoming book, Breaking Through. Discover how the world's leading entrepreneurs and professionals achieve breakthrough success and how you can too. Reserve your copy today at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. Plus, receive an exclusive invitation to attend Rachel's book release party. Register now at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Infinite Success Radio with your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Call in and let us know if you have a question or comment. Our number is toll-free in North America, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at connectwithrachel.com. Now, back to Infinite Success Radio. Here again is Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Welcome back to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. And today, we have been talking about 
body language. My very special guest, Cindy Daychuk, has been joining me from Canada and sharing some incredible wisdom, tips, and strategies that you guys can really use right now to apply to your business and your life and really communicate in a more effective way. We were just talking a little bit ago about the first four minutes of an interview and how much that makes a difference. In fact, Cindy was sharing with us a study that was done where the, the interviewers were making a decision as to whether they would hire the person in the first four minutes. So I'm super excited to have Cindy on the show with us today. Welcome back, Cindy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. So you have a book that is incredible. Stop this Start that 365 Ways to Success. You've got to tell us about this book. Uh, you know, this, this book I, it was, was kind of like a labor of love. And I think if, if any of your clients are like mine, everybody is always looking for a quick tip, something that they can action now. And as much as I love reading books, I've got a lot of clients that maybe aren't as into reading books. They want to read something yep. quickly that they can do. And so this book kind of came out of trying to address some of those needs. And what I've done is I have taken the best ideas from my clients and my customers and other experts that, that I networked with, and I've compiled 365 different success tips. And they are each one page. So... Each one will start with, stop doing this, start doing this instead, and then a little how-to blurb from me, in which case, read it one page at a time. Read one page a day. Read one page a week. I have a client who um, has now taken to, in his management meetings with his team, so every week they have a meeting, team meeting, and somebody brings one tip from my book that they're going to adopt and use as a team for the following week, which is so cool. That is awesome, and what a what an honor that must be for you to know that they're taking what you have gathered and, and put together and, and taking action on it. I mean, that's that's great. I know as an author, I love it when people actually take take action <laughs> on what I'm writing about, you know, so it's not just some words on paper, but when they actually go out and get results, that makes me feel great. It's got to be the same for you, right? You know, it's true. I get people that say, oh, I got your book. I really love it. And my first response is, you know, thank you, but what have you done differently as a result of reading my book? That's what I always say. And then they get right. this deer in the headlight look, right? And I'm going, <laughs> look, it's good that, you, that you're enjoying it, but it's not meant to be solely entertaining. It's right. there to have gifted you with an idea. And they're going, oh, well, I'm actually only on page 100 and, and I haven't done anything with it yet. And I said, okay, then maybe you haven't hit the one that's going to resonate right. for you, right? Maybe that's the case. And, and I don't even sit, tell people that they have to read it front to back, right? It, it's not one of those books. So I've got uh, one woman who, who contacted me and she said, I am just loving the Zen of your book. I needed her to explain that one because I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really write that kind of book. But <laughs> You're not but a Zen she, writer? What? No, you know, Come on now. I know. It's not really what people think when they first meet me either. So it kind of fits. <laughs> But the difference is, is what she meant was that she, when she feels that she's ready to take on more in her life, she just lets the book fall open. She just randomly picks a page and she goes, inevitably, that's what I needed to do. That's, that's the action step I needed to take. And she said, and so when I'm ready to do more, I just let it fall open to another page. 
And I'm kind of going, you are never going to read the whole book. And that's phenomenal. Yep. Because you don't need, you're not going to action 365 different ideas. But I defy anybody to read 365 different ideas and not find a handful. They're going to make a difference to them. Absolutely. It's, it's finding that golden nugget. It's that one thing that you need that particular day or that particular month maybe that will help you get a better result or, or have some type of a transformation. I think that's amazing. I love that she gave you that feedback as well, that it wasn't just something she kept to herself, but she shared it with you so that you could realize the difference that you had made in her life through your book. I love that. It- it's great. And you probably experience this with people with, with your book too, that you get a lot of people that are hesitant to tell you these things because they assume every, everybody else has and it's, and it's nothing special. If people only knew how few people actually go out of their way to ever say anything positive to anybody, it's incredible. Right. You know, I completely are, agree. Yeah. They're faster to call you up and say, did you know you have a typo? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you're the 10th person that told me about that typo. (laughs) Yeah, trust me, we fixed it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, that's so true though. And I mean, I love it when I get that feedback from people. And I mean, even if I get a a, a criticism, I actually appreciate having the feedback because then I know that somebody has has seen it, they've, they've done something with it, they've read through it. Obviously, I like positive feedback better than negative feedback, but um, yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I'm so glad that she took the time to do that. That's incredible. But it's the growth. So, if people are interested in the book, be- tell them yes. where they can find it. If they want to get a copy of "Start This, Start That: 365 Ways to Success," where do they go? Easiest way: just go online to Amazon. So, if you're in Canada, Amazon.ca.com. You know, in Europe. It's on Amazon, and uh, so easiest way to be able to pick it up. And you can get um, uh, most locations have a digital copy. Um, I think it's an easier book to have on hand hard copy because you don't have to read it from from front to back. If you're in right. digital mode, you always are going to have the tendency to go one page at a time. Um, but uh, I think it's a great book just to have on hand and and do the flipping. And really, this would be a great gift, would it not? I mean, it would appeal to so many different types of people in so many different places in their life. Yeah, great gift. Absolutely, I've had a number of clients that at Christmas time purchased them as gifts, and especially for their kids. Right, because it's an easy read and it's so actionable. And uh, you know, one one woman commented on how um, she was definitely getting it, giving it to her teenage girls. Because, you know, we know that the world can be very tough for teenage girls in finding their voice and gaining their confidence and not being um, put down by, by peers. And uh, they, they just found that there was so much positive messaging that um, their girls could uh, learn from and grow from, too. So that was, that was really positive for me to hear because it wasn't an audience I had originally envisioned. But, uh, you know... It just naturally grew that way, didn't it? That's very cool. Exactly. Very, very cool. Well, speaking of confidence, I wanted you to touch a little bit about confidence, how we can help the listener to look and feel powerful and confident in any situation. I know that there are some things that they can be doing with their body language. Can you just give us a couple tips real quick? I know confidence is a big one for people. In fact, last week I had a radio show all about confidence. So we did talk about this last week, but give us some body language tips directly from you, the expert. What could somebody do today to look and feel more confident? 
Number one thing is posture. And, and again, I mentioned it a little bit for first impressions, but yep. this is yep. critical for projecting confidence, that you have to have that positive, that erect posture, that open chest, right, to kind of think of it as, as a power pose, that you have that energy that you're projecting. The head is up, and people are able to respond to that. The, the strength in that is that, one, people are going to see that envision you and and kind of label you as being confident and so they're going to attribute all kinds of other positive attributes to you bonus the second piece and what i think is the most important component is how your posture impacts not just how others perceive you but how you feel so we know that how we feel about something can determine our body language. So if I'm feeling really upset or distressed, I'm going to carry my body a certain way. If I'm really sad, I'm going to start slumping. If I'm really angry, my body's going to be tight. So we know that how we feel internally is going to drive our body language. But what most people don't realize is that our body language can determine how we feel. So if even though I'm going into a situation that I'm really nervous, if I really focus on opening up my posture and ensuring that I'm standing in power, I'm going to start feeling more confident because how I feel and how I hold myself cannot be out of sync. It's impossible. So if I want to change my level of confidence, I need to change my posture. As soon as I start to change my posture, I'm going to start feeling more confident because my body now starts releasing more testosterone into my body, which we tend to think of as being the male hormone, but really it's the confidence hormone. Right, so, right. So I'm going to, it's, it's going to be releasing more testosterone, which helps me feel more confident. And it's going to release less cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So I'm going to feel less stressed. But if I instead hold myself, you know, really slumped over and I'm caved in because I'm feeling really nervous, then my testosterone levels drop and my cortisol levels, my stress levels increase. So our body, our, our posture impacts our physiology, which is such a cool thing to know because it's not that we're, we're standing, you know, upright and in positive posture just solely to impact how others think and feel and respond to us but because we want to impact the way we think and feel about ourselves. And so that, that power pose, that kind of confident stance, is that just having your feet kind of like a shoulder's width apart, standing up tall, chest out, shoulders back? Is that the pose you're talking about? Is that kind yeah. of the look people are going for? Yeah, absolutely. And you can think of it, and I probably even, when, when I was speaking with you, referred to it as the Superman pose, right? So right. think of, of that confident, your feet are planted, your weight is evenly distributed on them, the chin is up, we don't want to talk, tuck the chin down into our chest, so the chin is up, parallel to the floor, eyes are up and out, and our arms are, are up and open at, at waist height or a little bit above, right? So that we're not hiding them behind our back. That is going to make others see us as being confident, make us feel more confident. And if, we're, if that's what we're feeling, then that's the behaviors we're going to be leaking, right? Those are the behaviors we're going to be unconsciously demonstrating to people. That's going to help make just so many things work in our favor that we're not even aware of. I love it. I absolutely love that. And that's something that people can do anytime. I mean, if they're starting to feel a little bit nervous or kind of lacking that confidence a little bit, they can just stand up. 
you know, get into that power pose. Is there any certain amount of time you need to hold that pose? Is it like a 30 second thing? I think I've heard two minutes before. Is there a time frame on it or just kind of two, get into yeah. that state? Two minutes, you know, just, just even get into the state is going to start to have an impact. Two minutes is the time that's, that's quoted from research um, as having a very definitive impact on raising and lowering those testosterone and cortisol levels, right? That it's long enough to have had an impact that's going to be of definite benefit to you. And if your listeners want, if um, they go to uh, TED Talks, right? So TED.com and they type in Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y. She has a great TED Talk on power poses and she talks about the studies that she's done, about how important and critical that uh, positive posture, that power pose is. Awesome. So everybody needs to do that. Go get that information. (laughs) TED Talks are amazing, and that is definitely a great, great resource. Well, I know that we're going to have to wrap, wrap up here real soon. So I just want to thank you again, Cindy, so much for joining us today. You do incredible work. Please let all of our listeners know how they can get in touch with you and connect with you. If they need some help with their body language, where should they go? Easiest way is through my website, which is www.titantraining.ca. But if they love Facebook, then check me out. It's Titan Group on Facebook. So I post uh, weekly leadership and success blogs there and lots of research findings and they'll be able to get lots of great information. Very good. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Cindy. And for all of you listening around the world, thank you for listening today. I really do appreciate you guys listening in each and every week. And I just want to remind you, please, please go out there and have an amazing, amazing life. Live it to the fullest. Share this radio show with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you're loving what you're getting each and every week here, please let people know about Infinite Success Radio because it will make a difference in someone's life. I'm Rachel. O'Brien Eddy reminding you to believe in the power of a dream. Have an amazing day and we will see you again next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in. You can hear Infinite Success Radio live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rachel O'Brien Eddy invites you to check out another show next week. 